You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 54 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Pacelli, and with me as always are Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hello. And Vicki, earthquake this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a bit too far from to have had any damage, but I, my dad did sort of shake. And I was awake at the time. I think if I was asleep, it wouldn't have woke me up. It wasn't enough of a movement, but I've been through enough of them to know that it was an earthquake. It does, doesn't move like that on its own unless you have a ghost. <laughs> I was hoping for the ghost. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few things I could say, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, there's a lot of damage. It's still a little scary. Uh, yeah, I saw some pictures. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I felt some so, aftershocks too, you know, um, so... It's pretty big. I'm like 80 miles away, and I felt it. So, yeah. so uh, basically, Napa got hit the hardest, though. Correct. Near this town called American Canyon. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, in yeah. Napa County. Yeah, I remember driving through that to get into Napa. Yeah, so it's a little town. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember that place. Wow. Okay. Just well. as long as it doesn't affect the grapes. <laughs> Because they, they have they lost a lot of bottles, Ugh. a lot of wineries. You know they they lost a That's lot. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully no one was hurt. That was the important thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That no one's hurt. But anyway, what we wanted to talk about today is well. Before we actually we talk about what we want to talk about today is we wanted to let you know that there's still time to get in your listeners' choice emails or audio comments. That will be our next episode sometime in September. Thank you to the people who have already sent something in. Uh, you can send it to, by, to e- by email. You can send us an audio comment. You can put something on our Facebook page, our Google Plus page. Uh, send it to us, to us through Twitter, through a direct message, or however you want to get to us. Please send us your comments. We want to know what your favorite technology, your favorite apps, your favorite websites, gadgets. doesn't have to be exclusively Apple. If you know if you love your Windows computer, let us know. We're, you know. We can forgive you, but if that's your favorite, we want to know what it is, and we want to share it with the rest of the listeners. So today, what we want to talk about is getting our geek on. Vicki. Starting with me? Why don't you, yep. Why don't you get our geek on? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so um, one of the geek things that I'm doing, and I really have just really just started using it, is Xcode, um, which is this integrated development environment. Um, which has a suite of uh, development tools for developing for Apple, um, uh, uh, developing software uh, for the OS X or the iOS environment. And um, it's, it's free. Um, and it comes with your, uh, your, 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 your Mac computer. Uh, and it runs on the Mac. It doesn't run on the iOS uh, device, obviously. Um, and uh, it has these simulators that you can use to, actually, to develop your application in, um, for the iOS or even the OS X environment. Um, it's, um, as you know, I, uh, Xcode 6, which is going to be part of the development for the iPhone 6 phone and the new um, Yosemite OS X environment. Um, has a new programming language called Swift. Um, it's for Cocoa and Cocoa Touch, um, and um, it's it's supposed to be a, a brand new, uh, refreshed uh, to their development environment. Um, I have not had a chance to play around with it because I had a lot of issues on my computer until I got a very stable. Uh, iOS environment, and I finally got a stable um, OS uh, OS X Yosemite environment. Um, so I'm still playing around with it. But Xcode is what you would need if you wanted to do any development on the iOS or the OS X 
uh, environments for Apple products. Um, it's there's a lot of tutorials on how to use it. Um, it's very, very involved. And I suggest if you wanted to do this, you, you get involved with the developer, uh, Apple developer program. Um, but even if you don't, there's some tutorials that can walk you through it even, uh, and, um, uh, there's a way to do it without paying because, you know, it costs $99 to join a developer, development program. Um, you would have to wait, wait until OS, uh, the, um, what is it? OS X, iOS 6. Is that it, what it is? iOS 6? Well, the have... I, iOS 8 is coming out. We're in iOS 7 right okay, now. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking. It's X... 7.1 point. Right. Me... It's Xcode 6 that, that they have me. Uh, but you would have to wait till iOS 8 comes out if you don't join the development program because you won't have access to the downloads. Um, but I do know if you search a little bit, you'll be able to find online a way to get around that and <laughs> not pay for it. Uh, I haven't done that. I went the route and paid the $99. So it's the Xcode. It's the IDE for developing iOS and Mac products. Well, a number of years ago, I decided I went to school, went to college, and I got my degree in web design, which where I went to school is community college. And it's basically you know, a jack of all trades, master of none, because you don't really dive deep into any one topic. You just, you know, you hit HTML and you hit Unix and you hit JavaScript. So I really don't have a, a lot of knowledge on any one topic. So at that time, I decided I was going to design a website for my husband's business because that was also one of my projects that I had to do in school. So I figured I might as well do something useful. So what I ended up using was um, Espresso, which is a web editor that where you basically, you, it's like Dreamweaver, where you have to hand write all the HTML and the CSS. And I did that, but the problem, because of my lack of knowledge, was it would work on one computer, but it wouldn't work on a different computer. It might work on one version of Mac, but not another. One version of Windows, but not another. It might work on Firefox, but not an Internet Explorer. And I didn't know what to do to make sure that it would be universal, that it would work no matter what. So what I ended up buying instead was RapidWeaver. And to this day, which about the last four years, I've been using RapidWeaver for his website. The good thing about RapidWeaver is that it's basically drag and drop. You get templates. And then you put in your, your image or your, your um, text, whatever it is that you want to do. The problem, though, is it doesn't really work unless you purchase all these extra stacks, is what they're called. So if you want to have, say, a photo album, you have to buy a stack. If you want to have um, like a shopping cart, you have to have this certain stack for it. And it, it can get to be expensive because you're buying Rapid Weaver to begin with. And then you have to buy all these separate stacks. And then if you also want to, you can buy themes, just like you would on WordPress. There's a lot of free stuff out there, but there is stuff that you do have to pay for. Now, going back to something that's good about Rapid Weaver is even though it is drag and drop, you can get into the nitty gritty and you can change CSS and you can go and change um, HTML behind the scenes. So you can kind of combine the two. There is a bit of a learning curve. It's not too bad, but I'm kind of at the point now where I feel like this isn't what I want to use anymore. I want to do something else, which I'm going to talk about later on. Um, but for someone who's got, in my opinion, more of a simple website or someone who isn't really familiar with coding and just wants something that they can just drag and drop and get it out there, Rabbit Weaver may be a good option for you. But at this point, it's no longer my number one option. I thought they had stopped developing that app. I'm actually on, let me see, I'm on version 4.4.2, and I think they're up to version 5. Okay, all right, so leave them on. <laughs> I, th I think, I, like, I don't, because I believe the new one is a paid update, and I don't. Let me see. I'm just looking it up right now because it wasn't really worth it to me 
Yeah, they're up to Everett Weaver 5. Okay, so it's still, it's still developing for us. Yes, yeah. yes. And the other thing about Rapid Weaver, they do have a, well, at least they used to. I haven't been on in a couple of years, but they did have a really good forum. So that if you had a question about something or you were confused about things, that you had a nice forum where you could, you know, ask questions and people would answer, and the people involved with Rapid Weaver would answer. Yeah. So that was helpful. I wish yeah. Apple would come back with their um, their, their web uh, with iWeb. iWeb. I, I, it was just so simple and easy to use, and I guess Rapid Weaver is probably the next best easiest things to use. I used to use it a long time ago, and I could have sworn I, they stopped developing for it or. Or maybe it's just I decided I didn't want to pay for it anymore and never upgraded it again. Because <laughs> I, I don't yeah. really work on the website, so do anything like that anymore. So, Right. Yeah. But it's easy. You're right. It's super easy, simple, um, and not that expensive. No. I think it was 79 Well, I got it in a bundle, but it's $79 if you buy it. Or no, actually, no, I didn't. I know what ended up happening is I paid the $79. Mm-hmm. for it. And then I ended up getting a second copy in a bundle. Yeah. yeah which, of course, you know, after the fact, you know, but it's like, okay, whatever. I got mine in the bundle, too. Yeah. Suzanne? Well, <clears throat> like you, I went back um, to school for a fine arts degree uh, years ago, but I had to take some graphic design classes. And we did just some basic HTML coding. We didn't get, you know, really fancy with anything. And that was fine. Um but when it came time when I had my photography business, I really needed to, you know, have a website presence. And I really didn't want to pay. Um, at that time, I already graduated, so I didn't have any friends like I did in college that could design a, <clears throat> a website for me and maybe we could exchange uh, services. But so I decided that I really needed to do something basic. I did not want to do CS, you know, the cascade styling sheets. I didn't, I didn't want to write code. Um, I wanted it to have some flash because at that time flash was still really popular. HTML five wasn't. So I turned to, um, a company called uh, soft press and they had what was called, um, freeway and they had freeway express, which was a pretty bare bones, what you see, a WYSIWYG type of application. And then they had freeway pro. And what I liked about it is it writes all the code, behind the scenes for you. So I was able to make it very image heavy that I wanted. The only thing that was difficult for me at the time is I did have to design my own flash slideshow. So that was uh, a little tricky for me, but I I was able to get it done. They do in this application, they do allow um, third-party plugins. So through a third-party plugin, I was able to do that. Now, I had Freeway, at that time, I had Freeway Pro 4, and it since has been upgraded to Freeway Pro 7. They still offer Freeway Express as a free download, so you can try it before you buy it. Uh, Freeway Pro is definitely a more robust type of um, web design software. And it's $149, but I think you really get a lot for your money. You uh, For an extra $20, they now have a new little um, uh, application called Exhibio. And if you are a photographer or an artist or you want to do uh, slideshows or have your work you know, uh, be formatted into like a slideshow, it will do that for you. So it's a, it's a nice little $20 plugin and it has different templates that you can select your slideshow that you want to incorporate into your freeway uh, website that you've designed. But what I like it is you they have gradients. I mean, you can really get the look that you want. You can use all of your fonts that you have. Um, it uh, basically, you have the actions. You know, that's another thing is I had to download. It was a learning curve for me because I had never designed a website before. So I downloaded the freeway manual, but I thought their support was great too, because when I was having trouble with, you know, like rollovers, I emailed them and they just got back to me like right away. So I was very happy with the money that I spent. And I'm probably, I'm thinking about doing another website. Uh, My work has changed. I'm doing uh, more fine art photography than, uh, you know, portraiture, wedding photography. So I decided to do another website, but I would definitely highly recommend uh, Freeway uh, Pro. It's not as easy as some of your other DIY website designs, such as like, um, which I'm going to talk about a little bit, is like Squarespace. 
But this one, if you want to really have total control over your design and the look of, of your website and you want to add a lot of pages or you want to add different effects, you can even write code and add your own JavaScript, all of that with it, with Freeway Pro. Uh, I think you'd be really happy with it. It's, it's, a, it's a really um, very easy to use. You know, they do have a manual. They do have video, t- video tutorials on it uh, for people that know how to code this would probably be like uber easy for them. But for people that like me that really don't know how to code, this is a very unintimidating application to use to design your own website and to have a really beautiful website. They do have some examples of websites that at least they did when I bought it. And I was very impressed what people had done with their website design. I like these kind of programs better than using Dreamweaver or Espresso because like I said earlier, you have to know exactly what to do to make sure that the the page appears exactly the same yes. on Windows, on Mac, on Safari, on Internet Explorer, on Firefox, on a 13-inch screen, on a 27-inch screen. I don't know how to do that. This does it for you, Lisa. Exactly. Be- before I did my website, at that, and of course, mine was very basic at the time. I didn't have any e-commerce, which... Now they allow you to create an e-commerce site through free. You know, you can basically do that. And you can also um, connect with Amazon Associate and Google Ads through, you know, um, designing your website through Freeway Pro. But I uploaded mine, of course, through an FTP server. But before I did that, I just checked it. So before you make your website live, you actually can go and you can, you know, check it on a Windows. You can check it through Internet Explorer. You can check it on Firefox. So it really gives you a nice visual on how your website is going to appear on um, different screens, like you said. And now, of course, it allows you, they've upgraded this, this application so much that now they make it very streamlined for mobile devices. So when you design your website, it will also um, be very readable on mobile devices such as the iPhone and you know Samsung and i tablets and blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, I really like this. I think for $150, I mean, if you compare that, I mean, there is work you have to do. I mean, you have to have your images ready and you have, but you can take your time designing your website. Everything is there for you and a good support system. So if you don't want to pay somebody, I don't know how much web designers cost, but this is a really reasonable software uh, program to design your own website. And And it gives you all the animated effects that you want. And of course, if you decide that you know you don't want to deal with flash then for 20 bucks you could just get their uh plug-in exhibio and just design your own um you know photography or artist uh slideshow with that plug-in so I, i'm i'm a happy customer i i really like that i like this uh software a lot i tell a lot of people about this one because it was it was really nice it, it was exactly the look that i wanted when i did design my website and you would and definitely it, pay more than $150 to a designer. Yeah. And, you know, the only thing for me at the time was it was hard with the rollovers, the animation. I had to kind of figure that out. But now they've made it even easier. You know, they've just made it stronger and a lot more robust um, than Freeway 4. Because now, of course, like I said, it's seven. It's, it's three more incarnations. But if, you're, if people are undecided whether to get the Pro or the Express, they do have a checklist on what, what each one offers you so you can select the one that, you know, you really need. Okay, I'm back to my uh, utilities that I use for um, coding and developing. Um, one of the ones, it's not free, uh, but it's very Mac-like and very um, just user-friendly. Um, so if you've ever developed on Macs, uh, um, this is one of the utilities that you can use for editing um, um, your code. Um, and it's called TextMate. And you can try it for free, uh, but uh, purchase price is $39. Um, it's been around for a while. It actually got uh, the design award for best Mac OS X development tool back in 2006. Um, I think back then is when I first started using it. Um, and um, it's it's now pretty robust. Uh, there are people in the community that have developed bundles for it, uh, which includes support for most of the major 
uh, programming languages. Um, it allows you to do markdown, textile, latex, blogging, SQL queries, all kinds of bundles that you can incorporate with TextMate for your editing of those particular uh, programming formats, structure pro formats. Uh, it has features like uh, collapsible text blocks, so you can photo away code that you don't want to see. Uh, that's typical of most of those particular utilities, but it does have that. Recordable macro, so you can write a script to automate uh, uh, work that's repetitive or you know, time-consuming. Uh, a CSS-inspired selector system, which allows you to uh, use preferences and apply subsets to your documents. Um, and a bunch of other features, just typical features that you have for programming um, and editing. But one feature that is really, really cool, it allows you to integrate uh, shell uh, scripts into your workflow or project. Um, and you don't really need to know any shell programming. Um, and if you wanted to learn how to do that, there are tons of, of um, screencasts on YouTube. That's how actually I learned how to use a bunch of this stuff is... Um, I got the utility and I was just using it just to do just editing of XML or or uh, HTML. Uh, and um, I started seeing other uses for this product, uh, doing running SQL queries on your databases and stuff like that. And with all the screencast videos that they have, um, you can figure out how to do just about any of this stuff. It's, it's very, very um, a robust editing uh, utility. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a plain text editor, but it has all these things that you can integrate in, into it to uh, make your life easier. That's the one that I have for $39. And later on, I'll mention the one. Well, next, my next time around, I mentioned the one that's free. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Well, earlier I'd mentioned that I'm using Rapid Weaver, and I said that I was getting a little tired of it and it was time to move on. So I decided that I was going to try WordPress. So I called GoDaddy, which is the uh, hosting provider that we use, and got WordPress downloaded. And I was just about to start playing, try to figure out how to use it. And I was a little bit intimidated by it, but I hadn't really done anything as of yet. When I was uh, came across a platform called EverWeb and uh, talked to the people at EverWeb at Macworld early this year. And it's very it's similar to Rapid Weaver in the respect that it's all drag and drop. They build themselves as an iWeb replacement. And this is what I'm going to be using. It's come fall, I'm going to start working on this. This this program will let you do anything you can possibly think of wanting to do. You can change the color. You can change the font. You can change the size. You can change the shapes. You, I mean, you can do absolutely anything to your to your text, to your photos that you want to do. It has built-in templates for different things. Uh, blogging hasn't arrived yet, but they are working on a blogging platform. You can create something called master pages. So let's say across the top of your page, you want to put your name, address, and phone number and business hours across the top of every page. Instead of having to recreate that page after page after page, you create what's called a master page. And every time you create a new page, that will automatically appear at the top of your page so that all you have to do is put the stuff in the center for each individualized page. So it just makes that so much easier. They have a um, video tutorial course, which I watched, which is short videos. They're to the point. There's no extra fluff. So if you say, gee, how do I enter uh, uh, text into a text box? How do I get that text box onto the page? There is a video for it that shows you exactly how to do it. And there's two ways to get to the videos. You can either go to the website, to the video page, or as you're working on your page, there might be a little question mark next to a feature. If you click that question mark, a video pops open right within the program. So that you can watch the video, learn how it is what you want to you know, learn to do, whatever it is that you want to do, and then go back to doing it. There's also a 40-page PDF manual to, to go over things with you. It's, um, it has a page of widgets. 
So if you want to put in an RSS feed, if you want to put in a Facebook like or a Google Plus like or a Google Map or Twitter onto your page, if you want to put those links, you don't have to try to go some out, out somewhere and find the, find the code. You can just drag it and drop it. And there it is. I found it to be really, really impressive. There, like, there is a little bit of a learning curve. It isn't just, you know, 10 minutes, throw a couple things on the page and boom, you're done. There is a little bit of a learning curve, but I think this is going to work out so much better. And, you know, I saw a demonstration of it at Macworld. Really liked the way it was working. They also have the option, if you choose, that they can host your website for you for an additional fee. So, you know, that's, but you don't have to. You can just export it to FTP, export it to a folder on your own, and then upload it to your own website, your own server. So that that's an option, um, but I do I do I do like this, and I think it's going to be interesting. They also have it uh, an SEO course to make sure that you get the most out of search engine optimization, so that you know your your website will show up higher when you do a Google search for it. So I also I'm going to I did a review of this in June for mymac.com, so I'll include that in the show notes so you can read a little bit more about it, but. I, I like it. And it's, it's basically their their feeling is if you have used iWeb in the past, you will feel right at home with EverWeb. And you can download a free trial and try it before you buy it. You know, I had friends that used iWeb and loved it. They absolutely, and they were so upset that Apple didn't support that. Mm-hmm. I, I was. <laughs> yeah, because it was easy. You know, it's just like everything that mm-hmm. Apple does. It was very easy to use. Yeah. You know, what again, a WYSIWYG type of, you know, yeah. uh, application. And I know it. sometimes um, that really irritates me when Apple, you know, I mean, granted, it wasn't the best probably uh, website design application, but still. I didn't, you know, need, for, I didn't need a professional website. No, for just for somebody yeah. that wants to do a, yeah. you know, or a blog or something was perfect. Yeah, but, I yeah. just want to do something really quick. And then there are people who just want a blog or something. And they don't want to yeah. go through all this this crazy, you know, stuff to, to build, build their their <sighs> site. And you just want to put your information up there. That's all yeah, you want and, to do. And have it look nice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I had uh, several artists that did their websites, friends that had done their websites on iWeb. And I, I couldn't believe they had done it on iWeb. You know, of course, then when you scroll down, you see that, you know, this little thing made on a Mac. But I thought it was, I thought it, it looked really nice. yeah. 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 One other thing I liked about this you know, particular program with EverWeb is in some programs, let's say you put a picture, I don't know, say you have a picture of a tree and you have it on three different pages. Well, that tree has to be uploaded three different times, one for each page, <sighs> not, not with EverWeb. You put it up once and it's available anywhere you need it within your website. So if you want to use a picture of that tree 25 times scattered throughout your website, you only upload it once. So that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. It's having to worry about, I've got to upload it again. I have to upload it again. You know, a small thing, but all these little, these little things, they all add up. Well, I think we're becoming a society of more simplistic. I, I don't mean simple, but I mean, we prefer, um, you know, I think simple things to be able to go in and just have it look good and do what it needs to do in a very minimalistic and simplistic way. You know, I, I think, uh, yeah. I think we're getting used to that with Apple. Yeah. You know, basically Apple has told us that's what we need. And, you know, it's, it, we, we're finding that it, we like it. Yeah. Plus we don't have time. I and mean, really, who no, has the time, time to spend 10 hours updating no. your website? You just want to get in like Suzanne, you want to go in, you want to upload your new pictures, yeah. put captions underneath them. And if they're, they're available for sale, Put the link in for the sale and then go on and do something else. Exactly. Yeah. If, well, even, that, if, even if you were a big company and you had to push up lots of information, lots of different things on a regular basis, the last thing you want to do is be playing around with, uh-oh, now the header has moved over and now we need to move this here. And you just want to get be able to just upload this information. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. not just uh, sm- small people like us, but big companies don't have time for that stuff. You know, so they, they develop their own products to do these things now. Um, and or, or you, you may just use one little uh, content um, 
uh, update software package to do it. But it's, we don't need to be able to say, oh, wow, um, I developed this website and look how fancy it looks, you know, and, oh, I use this to do this. Nobody cares. You know, we just want the information. You know, you know, I'll I'll be honest with you. I think the the it used to be really popular to have to go on a website, especially photographers are doing this a lot, and have music and yeah. have a big flash. <laughs> now, when you're at work and you're you know thinking about looking for wedding photographers, the last thing you want your boss to know is that you're looking at wedding photographers when you have a free minute, you know, with music coming on. And I find I used to get irritated also of of a page that doesn't load properly or that I can't see on my web. I mean, I automatically, if I'm interested in something and I go to their website and it's not formatted for mobile devices and it's all flash oriented, I could, yeah, I could go to Puffin on my tablet and look at it, but I'm thinking, forget it. You know, who, you know, if you can't do HTML5 now, after the iPhone's been out for how long, then the heck with you. I don't need to see your flash heavy site. Um, I, I think that, again, I like the fact that web designers, or it appears to me that web designers and photographers are just, it's the slideshow, it loads correctly, you see the images, and, you know, you don't have to worry about this real flash heavy site and all the fancy bells and whistles. And I think that makes it easier now too, for people to look at some of these new um, website design applications and feel, you know what, I, I really can uh, make my own website because flash was very intimidating. You know, Dreamweaver is got a big learning curve and that's intimidating. I remember looking at that in college and thinking, Oh, forget it. I'll, I'll stick with my, printmaking you know because it just seemed holy moly I about pulled my hair out when I had to do those flash files for my old website you know so I like the way that there's a lot of new creativity going on uh, with website design sites you know how to how to do your own yeah I know it can't do everything Uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to add your own little spin on it um to update it and make it look uh, professional, but um, even the professionals sometimes don't need all the bells and whistles that come with uh, trying to code using you know, Dreamweaver and those other. Right, okay. and you know, and I think, but of course, you know, when you when you're a big company, you're going to have you want you it to look yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you want to done. You don't want to ha- have to change basic things on the on the web page every time you have to update information on the page. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if you look yeah. at the code behind the scenes, mm-hmm. yeah. there's, for most of us, we would look at it and go, what does that even mean? A lot of yeah. people would not even know what it means with and this it, drag and drop technology. So yeah. if you're thinking like what Suze said, $150, yes, that is a big chunk of change. However, think of the time that you're saving. You don't have to learn JavaScript. No. Nope. You don't have to learn, you know, some of these technologies. All you have to do is pull these items onto the page and then make it the color you want, the size you want, and the font you want. And the the program itself is doing all this behind the scene, you know, writing and working. So, yeah, not to not to knock the professional. Uh, no, not at all. But for the regular everyday people like me, I'm not interested. <laughs> what? To just and then most companies, their their websites are pretty stagnant. It's just information about their company and their customers. They're, yeah, it doesn't have it, to change. You know? No, and and it has yeah. some flash. What it's interesting to me is these companies when they say apply, you know, to some of our careers online, and the link doesn't work. I'm thinking, where's their webmaster? Yeah. Nothing irritates me more when you go on to a beautifully designed site and links do not work. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, they paid all this money to have this beautiful website and to have it hosted and the links don't work. I mean, that's, yeah. they should be having, I, I actually it was just not so long ago. I called somebody up and they said, you've got to have your webmaster fix this because this is, oh, I know what it was. It, I was ordering some supplies, some art supplies at a company um, in North Carolina and I couldn't even place my order online. It just, it, it kept kicking me out of the checkout. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. are, really? I mean, this is ridiculous. I'll just go somewhere else and order them. But I, I yeah. couldn't because I had a gift card. 
So it was burning a hole in my pocket. And so I, when I called them up to place the order, I said, you know, I would have preferred to do this online, but I don't understand. And they said, oh, yeah, I know. We know about it. We're working on it. I think it's probably working on it. Oh, Staples man. did the same thing. <laughs> Really? I had the same thing happen in July. Yes, I ordered. I was ordering something on Staples. I've ordered on Staples before, and I'd put everything in my cart, and then I would get to the part. You know, I'd put in my address, my credit card information. You know, and then I would hit place order, and nothing, yeah. nothing would happen. And if you hover over the place order box, you would see in the lower left hand corner it would say JavaScript void, uh, which which that. means it doesn't work. And then I'd call them and say. What the heck? <laughs> oh, and like you said, yeah, we know there's a problem with our website because I tried it on two different browsers, so I know it wasn't the browser. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Um, well, you know, in this day and age when people can ghost and spoof websites, that makes me very nervous. Yeah, I'm just when giving you know, all your credit yeah. card info. Yeah, you put all the information in, and then like, I'll say, oh, oh, this does not bode well with me. You know, that yeah. really ticks me off. So, yeah, they, I mean, they need to take care of that stuff right away because people do get skittish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think I would ever go back to their site. That, that make me nervous. That you can't get the basic stuff to work. Then the more complicated stuff in the back, where they're keeping track of my my uh, session and that is secure and everything, makes me really really nervous. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, uh, Suze, one thing that really bothers me is the music that pops on. You know mm-hmm. why? Wow. Are you, I should be able to decide if I want music when I go yeah. to your website. <laughs> That is my number one pet peeve. Or videos to automatically start. Let me decide if I want that video to to start rolling. And now Uh, what's ticking me off is that every time when I look at CNN and I just want to see a video, I have to go through an ad. That irritates me. And when you try to X out of it, it brings you, you actually click on it because X is so teeny, teeny, tiny that, you know, when you're on an iPad Mm -hmm. and you're trying to just hit that X just right. That just ticks me off. I've given up on. Um, I don't go to those websites anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just irritating the heck out of me. I, so now what I'm trying to do is just remember when I go onto a news aggregator, any type of news site, I just put it on Reader, you know, so yeah. I don't get all junk. Well, the next one I want to talk about is another um, DIY and, uh, website design. Uh, several of my artist friends have used this with a lot of success, and they're very, very happy. It's called Squarespace. Uh, it was designed by a couple of young guys, I think, in their college dorm room. But this is, it re- kind of reminds me of WordPress, but of course it's web design. And you have, uh, you can sign up for a free 14-day trial. And they give you 24-7 customer service. So basically you can use some of their templates. You can play around with it, see if you want it, uh, and if it works for what you want it for. So if you or if you're a small business or you're an artist or photographer, they uh, offer you several different plans, which I think is very fair. And that also includes your domain name. So basically, if you say, yes, I want my photography on this site and you design your website, then you also can select a plan if you want to sell your work via the website that you've designed. So their different plans are uh, $8 a month, $16 a month, which is their professional plan. And that allows you to sell up to 20 products. And then their business plan is $24 a month, which all in all, I don't think that that's, uh, you know, too bad. For So if you wanted to sell up to 20 products, and I'm assuming that that's a month, then that's a couple hundred bucks a year. So that's really not too bad. So you get your, they also give you a mobile website and store and they use Stripe for their uh, commerce. So you would have to set up an account and link your bank account with Stripe and they tell you how to do that. Actually, it really looks nice. I looked at several of the templates and I'm almost thinking that it might be kind of cool to, to try it. They're, the templates are very clean, which I like, very minimalistic, nothing really uber fancy. Uh, you're able to put your portfolios and just, again, it's drag and drops. And then it'll show you how it looks on an iPhone or an iPad as well, which is really nice. So, again, they give you different views on how your particular website will be viewed on different devices. So Squarespace, I think, um, you know, I think it's a, just a, a really clever uh, way to design a quick website, you know, down and dirty, get it done, put your stuff in. If you want to sell it, you sign up for Stripe and you can, you know, use it as an e-commerce site as well. 
but I so, think the rates are reasonable. Two questions, Suze, because mm-hmm. uh, I never really looked into Squarespace. Number one, is it really for people who want to sell or can it be for any type of website? Well, it can be any type of website. The thing is, is if you get the, if you go with the personal, the $8 a month, um, so that you don't have to sell, you can sell if you want, but you don't have to, you can just, you know, basically, uh, have it as just a website and that includes your domain name because, you know, the thing is, is if you register your domain name, you still have to have a server. You know, like I registered my do- domain name domain name with GoDaddy because they offered the best price for just registering a domain name. But then I linked it with my WordPress site. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's another way you could do it. And the other question is, if your domain is suzegilbert.com, mm-hmm. can you use that on Squarespace or is it suzegilbert.squarespace.com? And that's a good question. You know, um, I don't think so. I think you could. I could use... Suzegilbert.com because it, or I could do .org or net or biz or info. I could do biz. If the domain is available, it says it's yours to keep. So, Okay, so you don't have to put Squarespace in the name like people have to no. do WordPress. No. If they're, doing the free, so. if they're doing the free WordPress, they would do like suzegilbert.wordpress.com. Yeah, because the $8 a month that's billed annually, you can either pay 10 bucks a month month to month or it's billed annually and you get the eight dollars a month that mm-hmm. allows you 20 pages mm-hmm. uh you get galleries you can do a blog with it so you can have an additional blog that you know all along the top you can have your blogs that have, at Woodworth press gives you 500 gigs of bandwidth and two gig of storage and two contributors so and it says fully integrated e-commerce and you can sell one product and you can accept donations hmm so the professional is their $16 a month, and that's their most popular. But you don't, until you decide you want something, they don't take your credit card info. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, you know, either way, I mean, yeah, you can go through WordPress, but you still, what people don't understand is, yeah, you can do your WordPress, but it's so much easier. People don't look, for, I would not look for you. I would look for Elisa Faselli or Vicki Stokes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't look for Elisa Faselli at WordPress.com, you know, so it's, you really, if you can just streamline it to just your name, it's worth paying, you know, right. I think with GoDaddy, it's like 14 bucks a year. So right. it's no big deal. Yeah. So, so that $8 a month, if people decide to get that, that would incorporate their domain name. Now I'd have to tell you is always keep up your domain name. Don't let it go. Right. Cause yeah. then it goes into you know, what's it called? Not retention. It's something like that. Redemption mode. And then you have to wait. And if it gets sold, then you can't get it. Oh, I went through this. So how do you, how do you think I know that? <laughs> so I will never do that again. That was really dumb of me, even though I have a very... Well, somebody wanted you to get No, what had happened is I had linked it with my WordPress blog. Um, I got confused. I was using host monster and the guy that explained it to me didn't explain it very well, or maybe I misunderstood. It could have been a combo combination of both. And so I just assumed cause I paid to link it through WordPress. So I, I was assuming that, you know, I'd have it through WordPress. Well, the next thing I know, host monster said, no, 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 it, you're too bad. You didn't pay to have uh, it us host your name. So, you know, it went into redemption and maybe auctioned off I'm thinking what, so you had to wait like 45 days. So mine wasn't taken, thank goodness. So I was able to get it back. You have to go on the site to see if it's available, and it was. And then I just had, I registered through GoDaddy. But Go, I have to say, GoDaddy, out of all of the web hosting, they seem to be the most reasonable. So I'm not, I, I have my domain name to them, but I don't have them hosted. Yeah, that's what mine was, was my yeah. domain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So, you know, it. You know, that might be worth trying as Squarespace. I think I may try that one, too. I mean, I already have Freeway Pro, but this seems pretty pretty clean and nice. I think it would depend if I want to start selling some of my work. If I did, I think this would be a great way to do it. So it's worth checking out. All right. Um, my uh, next application is Barebones Text Wangler. Um, and I've had this software for a very long time and recently I've been editing XML files for uh, on my job people um, our product managers are send some information over to us that needs to be incorporated into the customers uh, 
uh, environment and it's written in XML and invariably it would have tons of errors in it. And I would have to go through and manually find them, manually correct them. Uh, and most of the times these files didn't have line numbers, they weren't uh, formatted correctly. And I just needed a, a text editor that would go and add numbers, would um, lowercase, capitalize, you know, replace it. And um, it, it's not anything complicated. It was just plain text file. And that's where Text Wrangler really excels. You can automatically make these kinds of changes. It can read almost any kind of file, as long as it's in plain text. Uh, uh, that includes stuff like code files and HTML and markdown um, files. But it, it, as I said before, it, it's only going to be, it's only if those files contain plain text. It doesn't support style, style uh, text formats like RTF or uh, Microsoft Word docs. Um, it's a just simply a text editor, and it does a very, very good job. If you want a, a even better job, you want about a fifty dollar uh, BB Edit. Uh, uh, software by Bare Bones. Yeah, that one is excellent, and uh, that's actually for professionals. Um, but fifty dollars is reasonable because it it does everything that Text Wrangler doesn't do. <laughs> um, but it's just sort of funny because Text Wrangler is so free. It's it's free, and I've had it on my computer, never used it, and I just was sitting there manually going through a file on my piece on my work uh, PC. And um, trying to just run in this um, file through our uh, utility to upload it to the to the uh, server, and it kept running to errors. And then I just said, find that one error and fix it. Find that error one. But what was great about it? It was tell me what line number. Now this is thousands of lines in this in this file. Now I don't want to have to go and go search down all the way to the bottom to find line whatever um, where because it didn't have lines in there. All I had to do is open it up in text edit, add line numbers, find out what that line number was, correct it. There was a lot of situations where the name wasn't capitalized and the name needed to be capitalized. I could immediately capitalize that. I could um, take out duplicate lines. That is really, really important because the guy had like multiple of the same attribute that he was trying to define in the, in the file. And I had to go through and find that. And I had spent hours working on it manually. And then when I remember I had Text Wrangler, it took me five minutes to fix all those problems. Um, it's, it's free. It's wonderful. And if you really uh, like that product and then find that you need something big and, and more robust, BB Edit is excellent. It's $50, but BB Edit is the granddaddy, <laughs> where Text Wrangler is the baby. I, I love Bare Bones. Yeah, they, they have some really, really good products, and um, Text Wrangler and Bear, uh, BB Edit is excellent. Yeah, I w- I recommend them. Yeah, I use <clears throat> excuse me. I use Text Wrangler to do the HT or the XML, I should say, for the mm-hmm. podcast. Yep, yep. Simple, easy to use. I, I just you know I'm I'm just surprised that I forgot all about it. Okay, so we've just talked about different ways to create a website, but maybe you want to learn how to do JavaScript. Maybe you want to learn uh, jQuery or PHP or Python. And no, one of the, no, 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 I don't have any desire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not talking to you today. I'm talking uh, yeah. to you. <laughs> I know Python. Python is cool. I don't know. I don't want to do PHP. <laughs> no. No, I I only learned HTML, CSS, and JavaScript when I was in school. It didn't go into PHP or jQuery or anything like that. But in case you do want to learn something like that, there's a website you can go to called codeacademy.com. And actually, it's spelled codeacademy.com. And it's free. And it's interactive classes where you say, I want to learn how to do JavaScript. And it takes you through all these different little classes, and they're very short little lessons. And it just says, if you wanted to do this, this is how you do it. And then it says, okay, now you do it. Type in this word here. Now do this, now do this, now do this. And it has a little window where you type everything in as it tells you to, and then you see the results right away. So it's kind of a cool and easy way of learning how to 
if you do, you know, do you decide that you want to learn something new? Uh, let's see, for jQuery, it's saying that there are 500,000 students enrolled. It will take you approximately three hours to finish the class, and it's a beginner technical level. And then it talks about introduction to jQuery and functions and events and effects. And then you just start, start taking the class. Now, you said you liked Python, Vicki. It says, Python is a powerful language used by sites like YouTube and Dropbox. There's two and a half million students enrolled. It takes 13 hours for the class, and it's a beginner level. And it talks about syntax, and it, you do a tip calculator as one of the lessons. You learn about strings and console output, conditionals and control flow. You put together a pig Latin translator. Make lists <laughs> and dictionaries. Um, more listened functions and loops and things that make my head explode <laughs> because I took Java in college and yeah. that was just well Python is much easier than Java Java yeah. made my head explode you, were, you weren't ready for it <laughs> oh my god well see I'm not a logical person and you have to be very logical to take Java and that's my first you know that's my first problem I'm not logical and, oh, that Object was horrible Object that was horrible Object-oriented programming wasn't your, your No. <laughs> oh, I, I was constantly with the teacher, Joe, please, just pass me. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> please. I don't, I mean, he would explain and What explain other and programming explain. class did you take before you uh, went, got into Java? That was my first class, oh, first no, semester. Oh, no, no, no. It was first and lot. second semester. It was, oh, my gosh, it was no, hard. And I that took is jobs. too much. I, you, need to, you need to Java? sort of be, you need to be sort of, you know, massaged into it. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that for that first programming. No, my classes were HTML and CSS, JavaScript, Unix, uh, MySQL. Um, there was something else. Um, is this is this? English? Oh, you said JavaScript, not Java. No, no, no. I took JavaScript and Java. Oh man! Wow. Well, and then a class, a class in Unix. Mm -hmm. Ah, and Unix was at the same time as Java. Uh, did you take shell scripting or anything like that? No. That was your first like, programming class. Like, well, like oh. I said, master, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Because it's mm -hmm. community college, you have your degree in web design, but you don't really focus on one particular thing where you can say, well, I really want to learn about HTML and CSS, or I really want to do the back end, so I want to learn about, you know, JavaScript and... That's and, a shame. That's a shame because they could have focused... Or, Whatever you know, we didn't do Ajax, we didn't do Python, we didn't do PHP, because it's two years. And I, and on top of all this, I did it online. I do not recommend Java online. <laughs> wow. That's but yeah, the Code Academy. Yeah. If you're interested in learning these kinds of of of, of skills, this is a great way to do it, and it's free. Okay. My very last one is um, something that I have been looking for for a very long time on the Mac, and that's a secure shell Telnet client, a terminal emulator. Uh, yes, there are a million of them for the PC. Free, excellent ones for the PC, and practically nothing for the Mac. This one is not free, it's $79.99, ZOC, Z-O-C. Um, the latest version is 6. And it is, it provides all of the features that I need. Uh, I tend to have to have access to multiple servers at a, at a time. And so you're, you're allowed to log on to servers and they, they pop up like tabs on the screen. Uh, you can save uh, your host uh, login information. It also has a way to save your host in like a folder kind of situation, like an address book. Uh, so that you can go, hey, I need to go to this customer's servers. So you click on that, and then underneath all of their servers, say their development servers, their uh, production server, the staging servers are all there. And, and you can put uh, names uh, to uh, labels to identify what those servers are. This is something I need to do every day, all the time, and quickly. And what I've done is use my Mac to access my laptop. I just love working on my Mac. I don't like working on the PC, but there are certain things that only run on that PC. Uh, so I needed a term terminal emulator when I was at home and not at work. 
that could run and I could actually access the customer site without having to log on to my PC at work, just in case it went down and I didn't have access. Uh, and this product is excellent. It does the job well. It you get a you can evaluate it for thirty days, uh, but the price is seventy nine ninety nine, and uh, it's compatible with Windows eight and also uh, OS X Mavericks. I'm running it on Yosemite, so it works on Yosemite also. Um, it's my lifesaver. I love it. When I found it, and my my trial uh, evaluation end, I bought it immediately because I couldn't find anything like this uh, on the Mac. If somebody knows of a product that's similar or that's for free, let me know. But I still got my Zoc. I keep it. I paid for it. So <laughs> that's that's my last geek on uh, app. Okay. The other couple ones I just want to mention, and that would be um, Wix.com, which is W-I-X. And it is. it sounds like it's similar to Squarespace. I haven't really looked into this. So I'm just giving this more for information. Uh, you pick, uh, it's got, looks like it's got a lot of templates to choose from to create your website. And then they have different plans for you to buy depending on what features you need. So that is another um, place that you can look into. Um, another website that's really good for either getting free or paid for lessons on building websites or learning different, uh, learning, li- learning different skills is Stack Social. And I have bought a few things. They also sell bundles. So they have different application bundles that you can buy. They have different like designer assets that you can buy for your, uh, your websites. Or if you're trying to make a, an iOS app or an Android app, they have a web application testing course. They have a lot of good information here on Stack Social. They have different categories based on if you're a developer, a designer, if you're a gamer, if you're looking for productivity or if you're looking to uh, build something for the Android or the Apple uh, platform. So that's a good place to check out is Stack Social. And then finally, I'm going to put a link in the show notes of the 70 best HTML editors for web developers on skilledup.com. And they've got a whole bunch. Some of these are free. Some of these are paid for. It's noted under each one. Uh, some are just for Windows, some are for Mac and Windows, and some are browser-based. And there's also some uh, Linux in here. Uh, they do mention Text Wrangler, BB Edit. Uh, and they have a, like a little synopsis of what the uh, the editor is uh, all about and then a link to it. And if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, they also have links to other articles that are kind of interesting like Learn Web Design Top 50 Resources, Best Coding Platforms of 2013, the 20 best free beginner HTML tutorials. So if you really are interested in learning how to code or learning about uh, these different uh, coding, you know, uh, Python, like we said before, Python or PHP or whatever, this is a good website to go to to get some information. So that is it. Do you ladies have anything else you'd like to add or has all of our heads heads exploded? I wanted to mention that I actually created a little website uh, using Wix. And if you, you go did. to you go to Vickystokes.net, it'll v- redirect you to it. <laughs> I am looking uh, as we speak. Vickystokes.net. Yep, it says vestokes.wix.com slash beehive. <laughs> yep. I I think, I think it's pretty cool. I just created it because I, I wanted that to have something that was like iWeb and it's, it is very simple, very easy. Templates, put your text up there, bow, you got your website. And we can contact her via Twitter, Facebook, or Smoke Signals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, very cool. Okay, so if you want to contact Vicki, you can reach her at vickystokes.net, like she said. You can get all of us uh, at the Three Geeky Ladies website. All our contact information is there. Our Facebook information, our Facebook group, our uh, Google Plus community is there. We would, like I said at the beginning of the show, we'd really love it if you would contribute to the Listener's Choice episode, your favorite websites, your favorite technology, favorite apps. That will be the next uh, episode that we record sometime in September. And I want to thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 
Hello, I'm Mike McPeak from Bard on the Plains podcast. Growing up on the plains of South Dakota, I used to listen to my dad tell stories about his life. I never had a chance to record any of these, but I realized that everyone has a story to tell. And that's what I try to do on this podcast, tell anecdotes of my own and have other people tell their stories in their words and in their voice. So please listen to Bard on the Plains podcast. It's about stories, mine and yours.